Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This episode of the Fantasy Underdogs podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. If you're into sports betting, BetOnline is where you should go to win money today. Whether it's live bets during games or futures for who you think will win the championship, BetOnline has the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next big game, head on over to BetOnline and start playing today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And now, the Fantasy Underdogs Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to a Friday edition of the Fantasy Underdogs podcast brought to you by Believe Podcast Network and betonline.ag. Happy Friday, Chip. What's going on, brother man? Woo! Not a mucho. We uh getting closer now with every, every passing day. Got some real yeah. football to talk about. Preseason fantasy drafts are less than a month away, and I got stuck with the first pick. Oof. oof. I've never... Never had happened in the years I've played fantasy. I've never gotten the first pick before, so a little nervous on that. We were talking about that before the show started, and I've—I don't think I've ever gotten the first pick in a draft. And you know, the thing is, like, if I ever got the first pick, yeah. I would probably want to trade out. To be honest with you, I, I would rather—I would rather be in the middle of the pack and at the end than being number one. Like being number one is all great. You're probably going to get you know the top top running back but like other than that you have to wait so many picks later to get you know a tier two tier three either wide receiver or running back when you come back to it so i'd, I'd rather not be number one i don't and i don't I know don't. who rob is but that's that's cool mike whoever rob is whoever rob is <laughs> i uh I, I, yeah, whoever I whoever rob is i don't know like mike ray whoever rob is i I guess he's saying hi back to you. <laughs> it's all good. We like him. Uh, yeah. yeah. Number one pick, tough to deal with. Um, I liked wide receiver and everything is so deep. Like you mm-hmm. can be on the back end of this draft and get two great wide receivers in, in a 12-team league, or you can get, you know, running back in a wide receiver. So, yeah, I, I'm still working out strategies and, and mocking, but I think, you know, that's just going to be – it really is, you know, Christian McCaffrey, I think. And if you look at the points he's projected to get, and I play in a half-point PPR, if you're in a full-point PPR, um, I almost think it's, it's kind of a, a no-brainer. But I've also said on other shows, fantasy is supposed to be fun, and you should pick your guy that you want to, you know, cheer for and look at. So let me ask you. Yes. I think I'm pretty locked in on, on McCaffrey. Who else – would you take maybe at number one, or what? What do you think about him overall? You know, he's he's been the number one guy the past what three four years in fantasy for running backs. Well, I mean, Kamara was the guy last right. year because McCaffrey was hurt, but yeah, 
Right. But yeah. you know, pre-draft every single yeah. year it's it's been it's been Christian McCaffrey. I mean I I had I've I've been kind of toying away in mock drafts and I've been looking at things and I've been, you know, I I also look at the injury that happened to him last year. He's got a new quarterback, you know. Yeah. I I I, for some reason, in my 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 tired bones, my fantasy bones, <laughs> my tired it, bones, my tired bones, my my fantasy bones is saying like, if I ever if I had the number one pick, maybe to not draft him number one and go like with Dalvin Cook or somebody like that, because I I for so, I I am always I'm always weary about when running backs come back from an injury like that. You know what I mean? You have you oh, yeah. have to, you have to be a little bit skeptical. I mean, like I have. A little bit of skepticism about Saquon when Saquon Saquon is is 100 comes back and starts for the Giants this season. It's like those injuries that, especially the leg injuries. Like there's only really one guy that's come back from major leg injuries, and that's Adrian Peterson. No doubt about well, it. Yeah, back. knee knee and Dalvin hurt himself, but he's been healthy now for a little bit. Right. So, but um, you know, you know, you asked, you asked me for a different take. I'm going to say Dalvin yeah. Cook. Dalvin Cook has been a producer past few years i mean he did have that one year where he was hurt but other than that he's been consistently good but so if there's another guy i would draft at one you know i i'd, I'd go dalvin cook just to, just to shake it up a little bit because hey fantasy like you said fantasy drafts are fun and yeah. when, when sometimes they're sh- they're shooken up like uh you know we've had a past draft we were in with with a former colleague of ours that took you know, a tight end the first round, but a tight end that, you know, normally you don't take like, uh, you know, Zach Ertz, not naming names. So, you know, but it's, but it's fun because then it makes for great conversation. It makes like the draft shaken up a little bit when like these off the wall picks happen in the, in the first round, but like not saying Dalvin Cook at number one is an off the wall pick, but no. when they, when a pick like, Hey, somebody comes in and say, Hey, you know what? Instead of CMC, I'm going to have Dalvin Cook at number one. You know, it kind of makes the draft a little bit. Okay. Well maybe, well, why is he drafting on, on CMC? You know, maybe the next guy is going. Okay, maybe I don't want to draft Christian McCaffrey. Maybe I'll go with somebody else like Derrick Henry. So, um, I was in a draft last year where I got Alvin Kamara at nine in the first round. I had the ninth pick, and I got wow. I got Kamara in the in the ninth pick of the first round, which I was shocked. I was like, "This why is he? Is he, he keeps falling? He keeps yeah. falling." I'm like, "Well, if he's gonna fall to me, he's gonna fall to me." And I got him. And I was like, fortunate enough. I mean, I rode rode that team, and I got Aaron Rodgers in like the the. 13th or 14th round too and i got all the way to the semifinals last year but you know it's things like that which make fantasy drafts fun so uh, i want to get your top five because yeah i know we talked about this before the show where everybody's top five is usually consistently the same but it could be numbered different so yeah let me me get your top five i kind of want to you know i think cmc and dalvin cook are probably a separate tier so they're like they're like my one two as far as if you're going to put those guys I think they're above my other guys. So I think you have, you know, Alvin Kamara and then maybe Derrick Henry. I think that Kamara is going to get a lot of work. Obviously, we know the <laughs> the trouble uh, in New Orleans. They're, they're running out of fresh bodies. <laughs> Uh, down there to throw to throw to. So it's it's funny how like the wheels are just coming off all over the place with with the Saints. It's yeah. Just, you now Michael Thomas wants to trade. Like that team is kind of in just disarray right now, which is fine by me since I'm a Bucks fan. But yeah, well, and I mean, I think well, and I'm a Falcons fan, so yeah. the the you appreciate NFC that South too. Will be, this will be an interesting year to to kind of see what happens and take shape, but. 
I think Henry regresses a little bit. That's why I have him at four. Um, but I still think he has a he still has a monster year. And then at five, I think you can almost toss it up and maybe go either uh, Ezekiel Elliott or Aaron Jones. I think everybody knows that Aaron Rodgers is is maybe working his way out and kind of taking one step out the door. Uh, so I think that Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon are probably going to split a little more time this year. Uh, Aaron Jones won't get as much as he had last year. Um, so I think either one of those guys is probably uh, number five. See, at five for me, it's a tie between you – know, I had Aaron Jones too, but then I also had uh, Nick Chubb from Cleveland. Mm-hmm. So, like, those two guys to me could be a tie for it. Like, obviously, the, the Browns have a really good backfield with with Nick Chubb and also Kareem Hunt to, to compliment him as well. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of people thought Kareem Hunt was going to take a lot of touches away from Nick Chubb last year, but didn't. But they both had great seasons. Yeah. So, you know, if, if you come up, if you, if you grab Chubb in the first round and then Hunt is seemingly there in the next, you know, a few rounds, probably the middle to late rounds, I'd grab him. Has the as the hand as the handcuff, and you can even yeah. throw in Hunt as a flex because he he gets a lot of goal line touches as well. So I yeah. I, I have Henry at three, and then I have Jonathan Taylor at four. Um, yeah. I put I put Jonathan Taylor at four only because you know the quarterback situation is still up in the air in Indianapolis right now, so they're probably going to be handing the ball off a ton. So yeah, I, worry, say, bro. I definitely see him jumping. I think a lot of this, and also just to bring it up, depends on your scoring. If you're right. in PPR. Or if you're in a, a half point PPR uh, where you know guys like you know Camara are gonna catch a ton of balls, I think that moves him up. Uh, Chubb obviously loses points. He doesn't lose points, but he very rarely catches the ball out of the backfield compared to Kareem Hunt. That's kind of what he does. So it's all mix and match right. um, depending upon where you're looking from. And Houston 500 RE, dude, totally agree with you. You want to take Henry? I just don't think he can repeat what he did last year. I think what he did was out of his gourd and I just don't see it. And I see if the Titans, uh, you know, they're going to be, I think a little bit more pass aggressive with picking up Julio Jones. So I just, I think he can totally maybe get back to the mm-hmm. season he had, but I just think the Titans will be a little bit different focus, but still love. I, I, I love Henry too. I also, th- I also agree with you on that because now defenses yeah. have really kind of fi- like figured out how to, you'll get after get after Henry. Now obviously Henry's just a, a monster of a yeah. human being. He can just stiff arm you into like next year and your soul will be taken <laughs> by his like Shing Song and, and Mortal Kombat. But <laughs> I, I agree with you. I, I don't I don't think he'll regress as much. But he'll have yeah. he'll have a he'll have a great season. Hands down. Oh, definitely. Definitely. He'll have a great season. But he won't have the big numbers like he had last I year. I mean dude 17 rushing touchdowns over 2000 yards on the ground. That's insane. Like that's, that's an mammoth. In, I, like I that mean, is mammoth. that is just an, an insane amount of, of points for, yeah. for a, a stud of I mean a stud of a running back. I mean obviously. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's let's move on to the running backs we need to avoid. Uh, as you as you get into the top two round, you, you know you're drafting. Depending on how well how your how your league is 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 you know scoring wise, if you have an eight man league, ten man league, if you have an eight man league, you should not even play fantasy football. If you have a ten man <laughs> league, we'll give you a pass on that. But if you're in a twelve or fourteen man league, when, hey, listen, I'm just saying, saying, telling the truth. When you get into those later rounds where you need to start drafting for depth, because when you have, you have, those first two rounds are kind of critical because you really yeah. want to grab you know, the, the top tier running backs, because if you don't, then you're, you're kind of, 
you're kind of kind of screwed, especially depending on how your your league is is scored. So yeah. I want to I want to go through a couple of the, the guys to avoid in in drafts, and and I, I'll give my reasons behind this. The number one to me is Josh Jacobs. Now Josh Jacobs was came out the gate in his rookie season, had a good rookie season after that, but has been kind of on the decline ever since. And I blame that on, of course, coaching. I blame that on the offensive line of the Las Vegas Raiders. And now going into this season, I think he's going to be a running back to avoid because the Raiders picked up Kenyon Drake in the offseason. He's more yeah. of a passing back. So he's going to be cutting in a lot of touches in for Josh Jacobs. Um, you know, not saying that Josh Jacobs is somebody, you know, you shouldn't draft at all, but I would avoid maybe taking him, you know, as, as that's that third option um, in, in your draft. What do you, what do you think, Chip? I mean, I think he's probably. I don't. I think he's in the top twenty-five, but towards the. I mean, like he's probably like a running back twenty, twenty-two, kind of somewhere in there for me. And I think, depending upon the role, and and like you said, the Raiders' offensive line is kind of redone and reblown up, and um, we'll see what the story is. But yeah, typically when a team brings in another running back, they're doing it for a reason because they yep. think they lack in a certain area. Uh, and, and like you said, Drake could either be the gold line back or, I mean, he could do a number of things. So yeah, I think his, uh, his value will definitely take a hit. Derek Carr said, uh, I think today or yesterday, he, he does intend on playing until he's like 40 years old, but which I don't think that's going to, wow. but yeah, that's, if somehow he starts eating avocado ice cream, you know, <laughs> like, I just don't see that from yeah, him. I don't, like, don't, hey. don't, don't start comparing yourself to Tom Brady, Derek Carr, because you <laughs> haven't really done anything in the league. At all, so don't compare yourself to Tom Brady. Well, he can compare an age, but well, yeah, but just, that's fine, but yeah. not to a player. No, no, yeah. no, no. Yeah. yeah. Um, another another running back I have that um, I I you know I was I I took some advice from fantasy experts last year. This guy was going to be a PPR machine, and then end up being a PPR dud was Miles Sanders from the Philadelphia Eagles. I'd say avoid him at all costs because still, like you don't. <laughs> And I know this is Jordan's team, but I'm sure she would agree with me. Like you don't like the offense is still an, an unknown right now. And if if you're thinking they're going to turn around this year with with Jalen Hurts, like you no, could. well, nah. this, team, this team. I'll tell you what though, I don't like him either because this is another team. Obviously, last year they had a lot of running back issues, or not running back. Excuse me, offensive line issues. They're getting. All yeah, and thank you. There you go, Houston. Uh, they're getting all their old line back. They probably have one of the deepest offensive lines. Apparently, Houston so, is a Philadelphia Eagles fan, even though his name's Houston. He- <laughs> well, <laughs> well, and like I say, now Houston, I'm agreeing with you. I'm not. Don't. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, about I'm not, I'm yeah. not Houston. So I'm, 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 a, I'm saying that you know, I think we're going to see what can happen with Sanders this year, especially with the offensive line coming back. And if they keep, you know, Goddard or if they keep Ertz, both those guys are pretty good blockers as well. So with Sanders, we're going to see. I mean, don't they have a bunch of running backs, though, in stable as well? I mean, I think they're – Yeah, they did that last year, and it didn't work out at all. They, I mean, you could count on your hand how many running backs they had waiting in the wings because – Sanders got hurt. Boston Scott was one of them. Then they had a bunch of guys they signed from Publix and Walgreens that were on the street. Like well, what? Like <laughs> I just try. No, I would. I would avoid Philly's 
like offense as a, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even look at their wide receivers right now. Maybe Dallas well, Goddard would be the only person you could draft. Well, I think here's, here's what they got. I believe now, I don't know how current, I think this is pretty current on a depth chart. You've got Miles Sanders, Boston Scott. They drafted Kenneth Gainwell, who I like carry on Johnson and Jordan Howard. So they do have, they have some guys that, you know, Gainwell, obviously, if you're the number two or the number one, Miles Sanders, you're going, why are they drafting a guy? Why do they not think I'm there? Do they not think I'm the guy? So, I mean, that I think they, they're going to be better because they do get their offensive line back. But Gainwell, you ask yourself if you're Miles Sanders. I like I like this guy in the comments. He's quiz. He's, yeah. yeah, I like I like this guy in the comments. He had a good game he, last he, night. He's an R.E. These next these next running backs uh you'll be shocked that i'm gonna tell you this oh god the tandem of jones and fournette in the buccaneers backfield i would avoid them uh because you don't know who's gonna be the starting back they're both gonna eat in each other's carries um arians is is pretty much a flip-flop each and every week because it's it's pretty much gonna be who totes the rock better in that that week that's gonna get the touches more so I, I know there's a lot of Tampa Bay fans out there, but if you're drafting, you know, Jones and Fournette would be a couple of guys to maybe avoid because of how much they're both going to eat in each other's touches. So I would yeah. avoid those guys. Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, any of these situations where you've got committees or, you know, rookies have been drafted, Denver's another example where you have Melvin Gordon and you have the kid. Uh, Javante from North Carolina coming in. I think he'll probably overtake uh, Gordon. So a lot of these teams that drafted running backs high, uh, if you're the veteran starter, or the veteran presence, you're going to look at potentially maybe losing your job. So, um, yeah, definitely agree with that one. Melvin Gordon's another guy who I think by the end of the you know couple of games, maybe he might be out. And then my last to avoid is anybody on the Houston Texans, any running back on the Houston Texans. I don't know, man. You get, I I think that running backs. I know you're, I know you love Philip Lindsay. I know this. No, I know you love even that. I know it's dude. It's volume. Fantasy football is about touches and volume. I don't care if you have a bad offensive line I don't care if you're a number one back somewhere. And if you can get David Johnson, I mean, he's getting drafted probably, I think, and some of the mocks I've seen as high, as low as maybe the eighth round, maybe lower than that. If you're going to get a guy that's going to get, he's probably going to get 20 touches a game, you know? And if even he is a, you know, a shade of his former self, you can get three or four, you know, yards a carry. You can get some points. So, I mean, you got to be, I think, and once again, we've already said it, value. If you can get a starting running back in the eighth round, you need to be all over that because that means you've probably already got two or three. And then if one of your guys gets injured, you can plug in a starter still. So I'm a big, big proponent of drafting starters as late as you can. Yes, are the Texans going to have a long year? Yes. Is it going to be awful? Yes. Are they going to probably have a rookie quarterback? Maybe. Or they're going to have Tyrod Taylor or maybe Deshaun Watson. Who knows? If it's Deshaun Watson, eh, probably not going to run as much. Any of the other guys, they will be run heavy. 
So maybe he sees more than 20 touches. Who knows? Do you have uh, any any to avoid? I want to go higher up the ladder. I want to okay. go someone that you're going to, you know, you're kind of going to go, huh? And this is the same, pretty much same principle you talked about. I'm still kind of leery on J.K. Dobbins uh, and Gus, the Gus bus. I kind of look at both of them, and I know that Gus can do the work. J.K. is coming into his second season. Um, I think he's going to do better. I know the Ravens are, are looking better as a team, although now Rashad Bateman, their wide receiver, is having surgery, so he won't be uh, available for the start of the season. But, um, you know, that's a team that does a little bit of tandem running and typically goes with a hot hand. Um, but we'll have to see. So I don't know. Depending upon where you can get those guys, Dobbins is getting drafted like in the top 20 of running back. So, uh, you know, out of the, he's getting like 18, 17, somewhere in there. So I think if you're looking at that, that's a guy. And also um, just looking at my rankings, I think it's going to be interesting. Also, everybody's saying Joe Mixon is, is going to find his form. Dude, or, everybody's been saying that for the past three years, he's going to well, find his form. And that's no. why, and that's another reason why I'm kind of like, you didn't, you didn't, go and really, you know, you took Jamar Chase instead of taking a tackle, which I think that hurts. And also, I don't know if Joe Mixon can be that guy, dude. I just don't know if he can do that. So, And he's getting drafted a little bit outside the top 10. He's getting drafted like running back 12 to 15. See, I I agree with you wholly on the Joe Mixon thing because – and I think a lot of people are saying he's going to return to form because – of Joe Burrow and how Joe Burrow has really brought a, a breath of life into that offense. But, you know, and you were right. They did nothing really to help them out in, in the offseason. No, no O-line help whatsoever. It's still the same O-line they had last year. Yeah. So that that's going to create problems once again. Like, And and to me, everybody's been saying Joe Mix is going to return to form for the past four years. It's not going to happen. Like, obviously, yeah. he's going to get a ton of touches. But when you have yeah. no O-line to protect you and to create holes – you're you're not gonna go anywhere. So yeah. if, who, I mean, I I got burned with Joe Mixon two years ago, and I was like, I will never draft him ever uh, again because of just the whole situation they have in Cincinnati. Now I, I'm I'm as shocked as you are because he is getting drafted in the top fifteen. He's he's getting yeah. drafted. So I've seen drafts where he's been drafted in the first round is Joe Mixon, which is a shocker to me. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, those are the guys higher up. There's also another guy. Um, who I love and who I had last year, who was a freaking workhorse for me, was Antonio Gibson. Hmm. He was a nobody. He's had a foot injury. Everybody says he's cool. He's great. Um, he's another guy in the mid-rounds. I don't really know if I'm sold on him again, um, but we'll see. So those are some of the guys a little bit higher up, running backs in like the top 15 or so that I think could be maybe a little iffy, a little shaky. Okay. Out of the out of the rookies, do you think I, I like Najee Harris the best to Oh yeah to be the best out of the rookie running backs. I also yeah. like the kid from um that got drafted by the the Jets, even though I think he's gonna be Michael Carter from Michael North Carter. Carolina. I like him as well. I but I think he's gonna be more of a late year. Like he's like you'll see him progress throughout the season. He's not gonna be making an immediate impact because that offense is so is so young. Yeah. But he's he's somebody to watch, especially you know if you if you need 
you know, somebody to pick up in, in on waivers or whatnot. My, uh, so we were getting a, a question in the comments. Thoughts on Saquon? Well, uh, Chip, I'll let you handle this one. Yeah, right, well, I mean, just like everybody, you know, there's been – I mean, hey, come on. You can't – I mean, I think the, the problem there, uh, Houston, I'll tell you, buddy, or Carlos, is that the Giants – Are terrible. Yeah, well, I don't want to say terrible, but I want to say that he's got to – Saquon's got to get back to form. They really don't know if he's going to be ready for week one. They're pinning – they're discussing week three, Saquon saying, I want to go week one. So all of that really depends on how he feels and what's going to happen. In fantasy, I try to deal, me personally, if I'm picking in the top half, uh, I try to deal in absolutes because I want somebody who you, you know, 90%, 95% agree that they're going to be able to come back to form and, and, you know, recapture what they are. A lot of people are dropping him down the board because they're getting injury stories and mixed signals and things like that. So um, can he be a candidate for player uh, comeback player of the year? Sure. Um, Will the giants be able to, you know, use him sparingly maybe in the beginning and make sure that he doesn't start too early. Um, Maybe. If he's oh, in the, I'd be shocked. If he's in the third if, round, yeah, yeah I'd be grab him. Yeah. I, I would he be shocked if he drops that far. He, but if he he's won't be dropping round. that far, but yeah. I've he, seen him drop to the back half of round one and beginning of two. Um, but yeah, if he's there in the third, hey, we never know these home drafts. People, I've seen kickers go and and you know, very very early. So yeah, if he makes it anywhere outside of the the second round, be all over him. I. I look at the Saquon situation as is almost like just like what Dak Prescott is right now because of Dak's throwing arm. His he's shoulder. probably gonna his shoulder injury. His shoulders. He's I think he's going for an MRI. Uh, he had it today or not? But yeah. So you, you kind of look at it, have to look at it as that because if if Saquon goes out for a more than amount of time that he's because if I mean they need to ease him back into the into the lineup because. Putting him week one, I, I think would be a mistake for the Giants. You need to ease him back in there and to make sure your star running back is going to be healthy going forward. Kind of like what Dak Prescott is, because if he's not ready to go and then you don't see him in week one and he's going to be shut down, which I, apparently that they brought in specialists from the Rangers and the Yankees pitching coaches. Which is, yeah, which is weird. Yeah. And, not- and apparently the Rangers said to shut him down. And when a pitching coach says to shut him down, then there's there might be an issue. But that that could mean well, catastrophe for for the Dallas Cowboys, which is fine by me because I hate the Dallas Cowboys. Which is a good segue into our next segment. Did you did you uh, get the get a chance uh, to look, to watch uh, Hard Knock Hard Knocks uh, on Monday? Uh, I boys? did watch the yeah, did watch the first one. I think that the the funny part, and they they've talked about it in press conferences, is training camp. Is you yeah. you saw Mike McCarthy's speech and how. Dude. fired up he got and then you you know you see Dak kind of you know screaming under his breath not really screaming but just kind of you know saying I want my reps you know give me my reps and Mo- um, mojo baby yeah he, Mike McCarthy hey, and his mojo this is professional athletes who grind most of the time these guys all grind at training camp it's hot 
95% over <laughs> the United States right now. It's boiling everywhere. So those guys, you got to find fun ways to kind of keep them energized and have fun. And, uh, you know, that was an interesting take on fun, uh, <laughs> which they all laughed at. So, hey, if you're a coach and you can get guys to have fun while they're 110 degrees wearing, you know, 10 pounds of equipment, God bless you. I, uh, I noticed that Jerry Jones looks like he looks like 150 years old. I know he's like in his 70s, but he looks he, like he's <laughs> 150. Like, and just the way he was – that he made that that long-ass speech at, uh, at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. It was just like kind of like incoherent mess, and he started crying. I'm like, what is wrong with Jerry? And then you see him in his office. He's putting salt on a – breakfast sandwich it was so it was so weird it was it's like it's does jerry not know where he is and he does he not well, know cameras are on him now it was just he looks he looks and acts like a curmudgeon old man that has just is i think he's lost touch of reality now he's just so old and, and crusty now it's just so funny to me no no he's <laughs> commanded and led the most expensive i know is the highest valued a billion dollar franchise years yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, well, yes, he does look, I mean, you know, but appearances aren't everything. So, you know, he does look a little bit seasoned. He's got family around him coming in. You know, he's got player personnel and family, you know, around him. So, but his passion and his love for the game, I mean, what he did when he got the Cowboys, you know, yeah. going and Jerry, I mean, he, Jimmy Johnson, Irvin, I mean, those guys will always, you know, speaking him with the highest regards because he knows what it takes to build a winner. I, I love the fa- I love hard knocks, even though I don't like the Cowboys. I just love hard knocks because you get that yeah. inside view of the personalities of that team and just like the visectomy, the vasectomy story. Right. And there, that was <laughs> hilarious. Like, and I'm thinking to myself, wow, that is something that I may have to do because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, me and my wife are done having kids. I might have to get a vasectomy. And then the guy's talking about reversing it back and like he's strong like bull afterwards. And the guys are asking him, do you, it's like, dude, it's hilarious, man. <laughs> yeah. These are guys that obviously, you know, spend every single waking moment together, uh, especially at camp. So yeah, you get the, uh, the inside track. And we, I love the, the, the funny things like, um, you know, Zico Elliott taking Dak Prescott's bike and just riding away and Dak coming they, dude, out. They've got such a bromance, man. Yes. They, they, it's, uh, oh, I got yeah. him some. This is the first year we're exchanging gifts. And like he looked like a girlfriend, like smiling like that. I'm like, dude, <laughs> dude, they're like in love with each other. It's so He, so he reminded me of how I wrapped up one of my first gifts, like the present trying to oh. wrap it. I used eight rolls of tape, had to cut <laughs> Wrapping paper, I was awful at it, and he reminded me of me wrapping my first like gift. It's the it's the single guy wrapping presents. Yeah. It's oh, it's single, awful. I we've we've all been there. Like, yeah. I, I remember doing that. Like I, like putting the corners, and I have like I just went through a roll of tape with just one corner, and then I cut the paper too long, and I have to cut it off, and I have to start <laughs> over. Yeah. Total total single guy wrapping. So. Yeah, and that's what hey, that's what happens. So you just you move on. I uh, I didn't get to catch uh, the Pats uh, the Pats game. Um, I know you caught a little bit of it, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, I think that. Well, first of all, Chase Young, Jesus, dude, just don't. I thought Cam was going to die on you know at the beginning of the game. Chase Young came off tackle. Isaiah Wynn, first round pick for the Patriots, just a really big guy. He allowed Chase Young to get inside 
his pad level, and he just kind of ducked and went around. And, I mean, Cam Newton, they showed some clips when they made it to the Super Bowl and he was playing the Broncos, and they showed Von Miller sacking him when they ended up losing. And, I mean, it was just – I can't imagine, you know, being a quarterback and, and having to go and having to deal with Chase Young knowing that he's, he's coming at you. So, um, yeah, I think that uh, – First string Washington defense, look out this year. They're trying to break the sack record pairs. They've talked about it. Him and Montez Sweat, I think it's 42. I think they had 18 apiece last year, so they're 36. So they got a little bit of work to do, but I think look out for that. Um, Also, um, Cam looked okay. I mean, Mac Jones was definitely the the talk of the town. He had some uh, good momentum and good rhythm drives where he let him down the field. Um, and just ran the Patriots offense, just kind of a cookie cutter, you know, cookie cutter, vanilla, short passes, dink and dunk, move the football down the field. So uh, he looked good. Um, so, yeah, Ramon Stevenson, uh, the running back they drafted, had a great, uh, great game. I think he had 127 yards, two touchdowns. I can't remember any carries. I think it was over 20. Um, but that's another team for running backs. Holy cow. You have no idea what they're going to do for the Patriots. You got James White. You got him. You got Sony Michelle. You got God knows. You Damian got Harris. Harris. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you got God knows what they're going to do. I'd stay away from that. Does uh, does so does does Mac Jones look the part? Does he does he looks like you know he could take that offense if he if he gets the starting job? Now, obviously, we think probably Cam's going to start the season as the starter, but yeah, is it does the offense look more of a Mac Jones type offense than a Cam Newton offense to you? Um. Even though I we got a we got a sample size with that, just that. First well, game. yeah, I think Josh McDaniels can kind of make it look like anybody's offense. Really, I think they can customize the playbook, and especially right now in training camp. I mean, these guys are opening up probably five percent of the, you know, of the total playbook right now because they don't want teams taking their plays. They're running everything really vanilla. So I think what it does for him is just builds confidence, and I think that's important for a rookie, especially in the quarterback position in the NFL, is that. You know, if you can build on each, you know, time you're out there and you play and you can, you know, not turn the ball over and just manage the game, that's important. Um, so, yeah, I think he, you know, right now, game one, I mean, I think he looks like he could be the real deal. Um, yeah. We'll see his training camp and everything pushes on. But, yeah, I think he had a good night last night. I can't wait until the Bucks play the Patriots because I heard that they gave <laughs> Gronk's old number to a rookie. The oh 80s. Did you hear about that? I heard a little bit, but yeah. I didn't know what's the what was the story. What's the I, they the, they gave uh, Gronk's eighty seven to a rookie. Um, I, I forgot. I don't know who it was. I think it's Cameron Way. Um, no, hold on. Quinn Quinn Norton. Is oh no, it says Trey Nixon. Trey Nixon, yeah, got Gronkowski's yeah. eighty-seven, and yeah. I guess there was a big, like the the fans were like all like an uproar when that. Oh happened. boy, yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see that because you know you, you all thought like the eighty-seven was going to be retired because of Gronk, you know him leaving and yeah. And so, but obviously they never retired it, but it'll well, be interesting to see that. Um, yeah, we'll have to see how that plays out, but. You know, hey, a number – I mean, not to downplay anything that Gronk ever did because obviously him, Tom Brady, a lot of guys were up there, won, you know, Super Bowls and did great things. 
if you know the organization decided not to retire it and um you know that's their that's their cup of tea it is what it is Gronk I guarantee you is not thinking about 87 he doesn't care Gronk, he's going Gronk wants Super Bowl championship Gronk <laughs> he's Gronk going back in this year yeah he's going back in this year he wants to win another one get himself another two tutties bro we're um, here we're here down to Florida bro we're gonna we're gonna win the Super Bowl bro <laughs> so yeah he could care less I mean if you want to use it for bulletin board material and, and you want to put it up in the locker room and, and show him at his locker and say, you know, Hey, there's this kid who's wearing your Jersey, you know, I, you know whatever. Have you went, when's your, first, when's your, your draft, your official draft? Um, I think mine is September 4th. Okay. So I've got um, one, I've got one, the 22nd and one, the 28th. So I've got yeah. one in a couple of weeks. So are you excited? I'm excited. But like I said, that first pick, I think yeah. guys, are you allowed and to I mean, trade out? Are you allowed to trade out and get something else? We don't really know. We don't do trades. We just kind of keep everything the way it is, and we're not a dynasty league. But oh. some of the guys that I've started to to look at um, in the back half of the round, once the draft gets back to me after I get a pick, I'm really starting to like Travis Etienne um, coming out. I think he's going to be on the field a lot, and maybe in the wide receiver, maybe in a slot position, maybe in the backfield a lot. So – I kind of like him maybe moving up a little bit, and I would take him probably over a – I don't want to say a Miles Gaskin because I just think that there's just too much volume that he potentially or probably will get, but maybe somewhere up up in that range. I kind of like him as much as like a Mike Davis for the Falcons. Okay. Um, I, think I like that. that. I like yeah, that. I kind of I kind of think I could bump him up a couple more spots, even though he's a rookie, it's a college coach. Your quarterback is going to know who you are. They're going to throw off a lot to him. So Etienne is, is a guy I'm definitely looking at who's moving up. I think my board a little bit. Um, what do you think about the Rams? And I know we've talked a little bit about Daryl Henderson jr. And they've got a guy, I think Xavier Woods, uh, I think who we've seen more in camp and he's a guy if any, if any of you guys who are listening to the show right now, you haven't heard of Xavier Woods, go start looking at him because he's having a good training camp, and he definitely could be a two, or if he beats out Henderson, he could be a one. So I would keep your eyes on that. But what do you think about Henderson? There's also another guy in the name of Jake Funk, which I love the name, Jake Funk, which uh, him, and, <laughs> him and Jones are are tearing it up in camp. You know, I, I would be, I'd be wary of, of drafting the Rams – running back situation right now because they don't you don't really know who the clear cut starter is you you don't know yeah. if if McVay is going to be working by committee you know what i mean yeah. so it will only really you'll really only have to wait until the the first game where McVay is going to say okay we're going to have this guy as our number 1 or we're going to be working as a running back by committee if they're going by running back by committee then i would stay away from them altogether now, if so, if 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 McVeigh says, okay, we're going to roll with either Henderson, which I think Henderson got hurt, I think, uh, or, he, or he is hurt, or if they, yeah. they say, okay, we're going to go with Jones or Funk, then I would maybe draft him in the later rounds and not because because yeah. you don't you don't you don't know how how these guys have ever you know set foot on a football field. I mean, we've we've seen a sample size of Henderson, but not Funk or Jones. So that that whole situation with them is it's you know you have to be cautious especially going if you're going to really draft them high instead of you know in the later rounds when you need the depth 
you know? Yeah, I think, and that's another thing too, in training camp, you know, when you watch these games and you can go and you can look at who's getting the touches and you can look at how long some of these guys are staying in the games. And at the end of training camp and at the end of preseason, you know, if you haven't had your draft yet, go back and look at who's gotten most of the carries during the preseason. Most of these teams, you know, they look at who's, you know, who's leaning or who's winning, look at the production and the touches. And then if you get a chance and you're in a draft, you know, kind of which way the team is leading because the carries, the touches, and and the performance is going to tell you, you know, who's usually coming out of those battles on top. So, I mean, if it, if it came down to it, I think today I would say the Rams are going to go running back by committee. That's yeah. what I think. I think they're going to go running back committee. And Henderson was out with a hand injuries, but it's not like anything serious like that. But yeah. if you came down to the, the start of the season, McVay's going to go by committee and then see who has the high hand and then run it from there. That's what I think. Yeah. And that's, I think that, well, and they've kind of always done that. So right. they used to have Gurley and then they had Malcolm Brown and then they've had, so I totally agree. I just think that, yeah, no, when you're going into your draft, you know, try to look at those things or try to, you know, some of the situations we've talked about here today, um, you know, that situation with the Rams, uh, you know, the Packers are talking about A.J. Dillon getting more touches. You know, you can look at that or the Lions. I think um, Swift is a guy who could get a lot of work, um, you know, early. Uh, I think he's a guy that might get 20 touches. So he's a guy that, you know, is kind of getting drafted, you know, a smidgen outside of the top, you know, 15 but could move up, uh, you know, if needed. So, um, you know, pay attention to all that stuff and see before you draft what it's looking like. And I, I, I do like the Lions. They have a good offensive line. And uh, I think Swift will get a lot of touches as long as he stays healthy. Uh, I think he'll be a good pick as well. Well, Chip, uh, it's Friday. We yeah, it is. Week. Uh, we're, we're, yeah, we have. Increasing our shows. Uh, I don't. I don't think we'll do a Sunday show. Not yet. Not until the season starts. But not uh, yet. But we're getting there. We're working we're our way there. up to it. We're getting there. So uh, we'll keep doing mock drafts. If you all have fantasy football questions and comments, make sure to tweet us out at our respective Twitter handles. You can see them on the video cast before. If not, if you're listening to us by audio, I am at lbushman07, and Chip is at settle underscore Chip. You sure. can ask us away. We'll answer your questions about your draft. What do you want to pick? Who you should avoid and everything. So if uh, you got anything left for us, let's, let's get on that. Here. No, Friday. We, covered, Friday. we covered most of the running backs. Yeah. The only other situation we can definitely dive into later, Arizona. Yep. Oh, yes. Chase Edwards. What do you think about that? But yeah. All right. Other than that. We'll make sure to smash the follow button on Twitter at the FU Dogs Pod and also on uh, Instagram at the FU Dogs Pod, just like Twitter. Make sure to smash that follow button. And you can listen to us on the Apple Podcast, iTunes, and also the Believe Podcast Network. Uh, for myself and Chip, hope you guys have a great Houston, weekend. Thanks for all the comments today, buddy. We appreciate it. Yep. We will see you guys on Monday night for another show. It is the Fantasy Dogs Under and po- Fantasy Underdogs Podcast. We'll see you later. Draft well. See ya.
Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.